0: I resented being told what I should be doing with my body and especially when I didn't know who that came from and often it might have come from a man. So I kind of resented that and I was like, you know what, I'm going to figure this out and I really encourage everybody to figure it out for themselves because I can offer a map but I would never imagine to know the terrain your particular body and i think that that is part of the gift of this work and part of the teachings of the cervix is that we we really have to find this for ourselves and that's how we actually claim our power and claim our our autonomy and yeah it's a beautiful thing
1: welcome home to the Lindsay Martin Ellis experience This is your virtual sanctuary where we keep it light while going deep and ground spirituality into the reality of what it means to be human. We explore consciousness, evolution, alternative health, all things truth, taboo, and beyond. There are no boxes or rules here. Tune in each week where myself and raw and real guests will be sharing our lived experience through a multifaceted lens to support you no matter where you're at on your journey. This is a sacred space where spiritual principles and universal wisdom are accessible, simple, and digestible, because all are welcome here. It is your birthright to remember the magic and miracle that you are. You ready to be inspired? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the show. I'm coming in with a brief little intro with the glorious Olivia Naomi Bryant, founder of Self Servix, which as I talk about in the episode you'll hear is absolutely a movement. And we recorded this a few months ago. I reached out to Olivia actually earlier this year and she was in, um, I think she was traveling a bit and she was kind of shifting gears in her business and in creation mode and we got something on the schedule, and I was actually in the middle of of moving when we recorded this. And now it feels important to share it a few months later. So this has kind of been um, something that's been brewing really for the last nine months or so. Because I think I reached out to her at the beginning of twenty twenty three. Her and her team. I'm super grateful for the time that we got to spend together. One of the things that I love about Olivia and as I've mentioned in previous episodes, since I've relaunched and, and kind of rebranded the podcast, there's a certain energy, a certain frequency, a certain caliber of individual that I'm feeling drawn to, to bring on the show. And it's these leaders, these teachers, these creators, these beings that are following their hearts, that are following their soul's calling from this place of groundedness and humility and Olivia brings all of that. She brings fun. She brings play. I love her laugh. There's just such an innocence to her teachings. And also you can just feel the devotion. She's been on this path for, gosh, almost a decade with her business, Self service, And, you know, I'm also reaching out to people to bring them on the show. I'm starting with people who, who, not only inspire me, but who i 'm intimately connected with their work and i'm i 'm a, a devotee of the self service movement and olivia 's work and it 's rocked my world and I know i 'm only at the beginning and and it, and the more that i 've had time to actually reflect on my conversation with her and as i've i 'm about halfway through my pregnancy now, I realize how much of me rediscovering my cervix getting to know my cervix getting curious about my cervix awakening my cervix has supported me in this deeply empowering phys- physiological birth that I intend to have with my baby at the beginning of 2024 and I'm I'm so grateful that one of my dear sisters led me to Olivia and her work and the release wand and all of Olivia's programs and Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. So I did want to read a bio that I found on her website because I didn't share it in the episode. And then I'll leave you to the episode. And just again, make sure you check out the show notes. There's seriously, there's free resources, there's the release wand, there's a multitude of programs, there's blogs, there's PDFs, there's master classes. there's programs for varying degrees of kind of where you're at. And There's a wide range of offerings, so just kind of feel into where you want to start. I talk about where I started in my journey but with Olivia's work, but you may choose something differently, so really tune into that. All right, so here's what Olivia says in her bio on on the self-cervix website. In 2015, a tantric body worker had his finger on my cervix. This is not my preferred way to introduce myself on the internet to the entire world, but I do it for a good cause. What I didn't realize was that my cervix would become the focus of the session. I also didn't realize that this session would change the course of my life. There, on a hot day in Bali, I discovered my cervix was numb. As a sexologist and sex nerd, I know the cervix to be a powerful place of pleasure, so I was was determined to transform it. After eight months of work, play, and exploration, my cervix began to feel and my orgasmic capacity shifted tremendously. Today, I'm joined by 3,000 other women who are all interested in healing, learning, and exploring the powerful and magical gateway of the cervix. May your cervixes be the portals of bliss that they were made to be. And let me just say, 3,000 women, I feel like it's a lot more (laughs) at this point. Not sure when she wrote that. Um, But again, you can feel the lightness, the play, the vulnerability, um, the boldness, the courage, just from that short little bio. And Olivia is an expander for me in a lot of ways as, as I'm sharing more about myself, about my journey, about what would be considered taboo topics, for example, um, and really just giving people the opportunity to get to know themselves and rediscover themselves in this embodied way, in this way of, of deepening in the human experience and what it means to be alive. So I think I'll just leave it there. Oh, wait. I forgot the last part of her bio. I'm reading it here. May your cervixes be the portals of bliss they were made to be. <laughs> I feel like I wanted to add that part. And also, you know, if you don't have a cervix or, you know, if you're like, oh, I don't know about this episode. I think just getting curious, you know, if you don't identify as a person with a cervix or a woman or and or have a cervix or anything like that, I I just invite you to, to tune in because what I've actually noticed through some of my male friendships that I have and my relationship with my, with my husband, with my partner is just seeing us in our power and seeing us getting curious and, and, and allowing, for example, my husband to learn as I learn, because there's so much that, I don't know. And of course, he doesn't know. It's deepening our our connection with one another. And there's a level of, of compassion and there's a level of respect. And I can't I don't even know if I can really put my finger on it or explain it. But it's like, the more that we can just be open and share and hear differing perspectives, the more that we can meet each other where we're at, you know, and so this is an opportunity, regardless, again, of where you're at, or how you identify, or if you feel that this messaging would resonate or land for you, I just invite you to to tune in anyways, because I promise you, it's much deeper than than the cervix and the cervical awakening. The cervix is just a portal to our empowerment to us ushering in this this new time and and frequency that's happening on the planet to us as humans b- being connected in deeper ways, having clear understanding, being in our power and in our sovereignty from a place of love and acceptance. I mean, there's just so much here and I feel like the the cervix is the is the doorway to that and Olivia's work is 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 a pathway. There's many many pathways, but this is a a beautiful and deep pathway. And so that is my invitation for you. But of course, you get to decide you get to choose. So enjoy this episode. Thank you for tuning in. And I did tell Olivia that I would probably bring her back on for a part two after I move through my my birth journey. And just so much of what I've learned from her, I know that I get to apply and what I've been really playing with is um. Like when I learn, I'm not learning. So like when I read something, right, or if I hear something that Olivia says, or if I read something, or I experience something in her program, what I'm recognizing is, okay, this is activating wisdom that already resides within me. So the way that I'm able to connect with my body, the way that I'm able to connect with my breath, for example, it's not something new that I've learned. It's that Olivia has opened up this doorway for me to, reignite this part of me that already exists and so this is the difference between knowledge and wisdom and and this is kind of how I approach any teaching now because Olivia talks about this in the episode too like we she, she says and I'm paraphrasing but I would never I would never claim to know you know, the landscape of your body or what your body needs or how how you get to connect with your body, right? So she's sharing what's working for her, her wisdom, what's what's alive in her, what has supported her. And then it's up to us to actually be in the experience of it, not just use the mind to apply something, but to actually anchor it into our bodies and to practice and to play and to get curious. And right, there's kind of like, we all have our own way of, you know, like igniting that spark. We all have that own unique flavor of coming online again. And that to me is the humble leader, right? It's like, I, you know, and I keep thinking about this as I'm bringing it back to birth. So, so for example, if I read a book about physiological birth, I'm learning about birth, I'm not learning about myself. So actually, the experience of me being, carrying this child, being pregnant, for example, when i being in labor, stepping into motherhood, I have all these tools and all of this support around me, but ultimately, it's the experience that is going to give me the most Yumminess. It's it's the experience that's going to give me the opportunity to be like, ah, yes. Okay. I'm applying what I've read in this book, right? Which becomes the wisdom, which becomes the embodiment of, again, being pregnant, being in labor, being a mother. So I hope that that's making sense. Like, There's a. It's different. It's different than just having somebody tell you this is what you need to do, and you just living in the mind. Versus, okay, this is what you need to do. You feeling the spark inside you. You feeling this fire in your belly. You feeling this impulse of like, ooh, I'm curious. And then it's the act of being with yourself, and that applies to any experience we have in life that we're actually able to like alchemize all of that into what it means to be a human, what it means to experience, what it means to be alive, what it means to show up, what it means to be in our power. Oh my gosh, it's just, it's so juicy. And I'm, I'm still playing with this. Um, <clears throat> but it's, it's truly supporting me in not putting others on a pedestal, not feeling like I need to read a whole book, for example, cover to cover, not feeling like I'm missing out on something. If I sign up for somebody's course and I feel like, oh, I need to go through every little piece, it's that intuitive aspect of, okay, what is it that I need in this moment? Okay, how can I receive that from somebody who maybe is a little bit further on the path or has, you know, inspired me in some way? And then how can I bring that into my reality and have that be individuated for me, Lindsay Martin Ellis, right in my body, in my incarnation, through my experience, through my lens? I hope that makes sense. I'm still working on articulating it, but that's what the podcast is all about. I get to play. I get to mess up. I get to have fun. I get to fumble through this with you, alongside you. And again, this is why I love Olivia, because, you know, She is a freaking goddess. (laughs) She is an amazing creatrix. And she is a testament to what it means to follow the devotional path, even when it's messy, even when it hurts, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it doesn't make sense, even when people don't understand it. Um, It's deeply, deeply, deeply inspiring to me. And I believe that this is where spiritual leadership is, is really headed. And I believe this is where leadership in general, this is what the world is craving more than ever, ever, this humble leader, this we're standing shoulder to shoulder. There is no hierarchy. I am not above you telling you what to do, telling you that I know better. I'm just sharing what I know in hopes that it'll inspire you, activate you, trigger something in you, that then you get to teach, that then you get to open up about that, then you get to share with others. And then it becomes this beautiful ripple. I'm so fired up about this. So enjoy the episode with Olivia. Please, please, please reach out to both of us on Instagram via email. Check out her amazing, robust body of work. Again, that's backed by science, which I love because it helps the mind, you know, puts the mind at ease a little bit. But ultimately, this is about the experience itself. Much love, everyone. Enjoy. Hello beautiful people. Welcome back. I am so excited today. I have Olivia Bryant here with me and she is the founder and creative creatrix that is self-serving. So would you like to say hello for a moment and we'll just get you introduced and all that fun stuff?
0: Yes. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I really, I'm so honored to be here. I love talking about this subject and I thank you for sharing this with your audience and um yeah
1: look forward to diving in and your voice is so soothing do people tell you that all the time <laughs> a little bit <laughs> it's so soothing it's still probably a combination of the accent and just your groundedness um yeah so i think we kind of just want to start like what what well, who, who are you in the world? Like if, if, if in a couple of sentences, if you were to just, just describe who you be in the world and of course your service work, how would you describe yourself?
0: I am a free spirited, um, adventure, adventurous, uh, le- leading myself kind of person. So I kind of, I'm the kind of person that likes to, uh, do what I want when I want, where I want it.
1: <laughs> Love it.
0: So <laughs> I guess another way of saying that is that I, I, I found, I find it quite hard to be sort of told what to do and where to be, which is, I suppose, what brought me up. One of the reasons why I'm doing my own thing. So, you know, typical of entrepreneurial spirit
1: type. Yeah. I was going to say like, you're, that's natural born leader energy, right? It's yeah. like, you're here to create, you're here to lead, right? Not follow what, you know, the collective is doing really birth something new. And so when let's talk about self cervix. When was the company birthed? And can you talk about your journey a little bit in, in the inception of, of this amazing brand, which is really a movement, in my opinion?
0: Yeah. Um, so um, I I was working in this field of sexuality for a long time from actually for about 15 years before self-service started, I just got very curious when I was in my early 20s because I felt very stuck myself. And I could feel that there was a real sort of divide between me and my partners with this like looming thing hanging in the space between us that neither of us could talk about. And it's interesting. I just remember sitting out and looking outside of a window and and feeling like there was this burning kind of (laughs) like a sex goddess. I don't know how else to describe it, but like a very sensual womanly divinity in inside of me, like that was literally bashing on the cages of my inner being being like, let me out, let me out, you know, and I felt very repressed and very stuck. And so I I guess I went through the process of liberating myself. And then I did some professional training and, and didn't really find anything in the professional training world that um, really kind of assisted what I was Really trying to do, I think, as a soul calling was to try and understand the, 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 the deepest places that we can go inside of our bodies and the, the deepest meaning for, um, a deeper, another deep meaning for our sexual journeys other than, procreation like what 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 is it for what why why would I read these books and they talk about this divine merging that sounds amazing how does that happen is it even possible really and I didn't want to believe it because I was so far away from any kind of reality like that and sometimes reading those things would almost bring up a piece of pain for me like oh gosh, that just seems out of range. And only those people, you know, over there that look like they are very orgasmic are having these kind of orgasms. And, you know, um, I would go to these workshops and, you know, everybody would be having these experiences and I'd be looking around the room feeling like I don't feel anything. So I, I was coaching sometime around this point, And my main focus was helping people get over shame because at least I'd, I'd gotten over that and I could feel comfortable in my body. And then one day I was really actually about to quit because I just saw this mountain ahead of us. Like there was so much misogyny still. There was so much shame. Sexuality is the most phenomenal subject because it is the darkest of dark and the lightest of light. It's it's a profound, incredibly beautiful, deep and treacherous path. And so I actually at one point decided I wasn't strong enough to continue because of what I was seeing and experiencing. Then one day I just happened to be in a bodywork session and a bodyworker, uh, I was doing some pelvic healing um, and a bodyworker put his finger on my cervix and asked me what I could feel and I couldn't feel the thing. And I'd done some reading and research and I knew that this was actually a very um, highly innovated place in the body. So three sets of paired nerves, which is the most uh, more, more neural pathways, new, more neural connections to the cervix than any other part of our pelvic anatomy, which makes sense because it's part of our birthing survival, um, you know, channel as well. So that makes sense. So I was like, oh, my gosh, it's numb. No wonder my experiences with lovemaking and self-pleasuring have felt so sh- sort of shallow or... Um, I just wasn't satisfied. I just knew there was more, but no wonder I can't feel because this place inside of me that's so potent and so powerful is actually shut down. So that took me on this process of healing and um, started a group of, with a whole bunch of like, you know, set up a group for me. And actually there was thousands of people entered and I was like, oh gosh, they were all looking at me. What do we do? And I was like, I have no idea, but let's find out. And that was six, no, seven years ago. It'll be eight years coming up in January, 2024. And um, over the course of that period, my journey, I'm a completely different person when I started like the maturation, and I, I suppose that's part of life as well. I mean, it isn't eight years, so of course I've grown a lot. But my my connection to my body, my cervix, my orgasm, my my um, my inner wisdom, my sense of who I truly am has expanded beyond what I could ever imagined, and so now the work has gone. Is moved through a whole trajectory tra- trajectory of let's discover what this is. I have no idea. Let's learn together. Oh gosh, there's so much trauma. Look at all the trauma that we're all storing at the cervix—numb cervixes, painful cervixes, icky, uncomfortable cervixes—trauma. And I was like, oh gosh. So that became became the first like, okay, let's look at this. And now we're really moving into. Okay, so we've been looking at that for a long time. Now let's really focus on some of the more um, esoteric ideas around this. So it started to move into the pieces that are energetic and spiritual because the experience of cervical orgasm can range from being a physical experience all the way through to a very spiritual experience of oneness, very energetic. So that's the journey in a nutshell. (laughs)
1: I love hearing the story and I've heard it several times because once I discovered you, I went all in for a couple (laughs) of years and just found all of your podcasts and really just was like stalking you on Instagram. But it's important for people to hear that because, you know, I bring a lot of people on and, and I get this a lot from my community and my clients is like the relatability and the humanness of like, I love how you started with. I don't know what I'm doing, but I feel this and I'm eager and who's coming with me. And I remember you didn't share this here, but wasn't it like a thousand plus women or something? You had no yeah. idea it was going to be that many women. And, and it's like, oh my gosh, people are wanting this. And the, the, the relatability of like, just come do this with me.
0: Yeah. And, and to a degree it's still like that. And I I do try, I mean, it's a little different now because like at that point it was interesting looking on because I was a beginner and I had people in the, the, in the first intakes who'd really been, you know, they were far more open in their bodies and um, more available through their nervous system than I was. And I, it was amazing as, as a person of, of character building, of, of, of looking on and, and as a teacher or as, at least as a facilitator of this work at that point, where I didn't have to know everything and I could look out and I could be like, wow, you're look at this representation of what is possible in this being. And if, if, if this being, let's call it woman, but person with cervix can have this experience. So can I, so can we all, why not? You know? And so, so much of it was really calibrating to what is possible. And I, and I really, Now, obviously it's a little different because I am now way further down the path, but there's always more. So there's always more that I'm exploring. I'm like, okay, wow. Now what, where is next? You know, what's the next opening going to be? So I like to explore with innocence and I really encourage anybody coming into the work, whatever, you know, try to just let it go and come back to innocence and pure exploration of, what is here without expectations and without all your all your prior information, just be in this pure space of you and your cervix and see what is there because there's a lot of information and there's a lot of actually there's a lot of there's a lot of teachings, I think. Well, I'm not sure actually, but I guess there's a lot of what I was trying to push back against was I resented being told again, here's this, the pattern. I resented being told what I should be doing with my body. And especially when I didn't know who that came from, and often it might've come from a man. <laughs> so I kind of resented that. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to figure this out. And I really encourage everybody to figure it out for themselves because I can offer a map, but I would never imagine to know the terrain your particular body. And I think that that is part of the gift of this work. And part of the teachings of the cervix is that, you know, we we really have to find this for ourselves. And that's how we actually claim our, our power and claim our, um uh, our autonomy. And yeah, it's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. And I love that, that the accessibility that provides. So I was in, I think it was in like early 2021, I was in Hawaii and one of my sisters was like, I don't know. She just was like, "Have you heard of self-cervix?" And she literally brought out her wand and she brought it with her to Hawaii. And all of us were like, "No, tell me more." And she hadn't done any of your programs, but she had discovered you, and 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 she was like, "This changed my life." I went home and I bought it, and then literally it sat in my nightstand for like months. Like I was like, "Okay," and I feel like that's how I usually do things. Like I'm like I, I muster up the courage, and then I'm like, "This feels intimidating." And it took me a bit and I realized like I can't do this on my own. Like <laughs> I need support. And I I I ended up with like your, I think it was like the full package where you had at the time it was like self-partnership. What is it? Um, self-partnership. What's the first initiation, initiation, initiation. and rapture? Release and rapture. Release mm-hmm. and rapture. Yeah. So so. I, and I didn't even start from the beginning. Like I teach emotional alchemy, like I teach embody more. So I kind of was like, where I just wanted to start. So I actually started with rapture and then I went back to release <laughs> um, because I was, I was at that point in time having these like really ecstatic experiences on my own. And I still have yet to have a cervical orgasm. And what I learned from you was like, there was so much, there was so many times, like, especially in release where I was like okay, I get to put this down for a little bit and really integrate the experience. And I'm kind of the same way as you, where I'm like, I don't like to do things in order. Like I want to do things my way. And now (laughs) when this launches, I'll have announced that I'm pregnant. And I remember having this full, like I had this idea in my head of like, I want to do this. And I became obsessed because I've started to be attached. Like I want to be connected with my cervix. How can I step into motherhood if I'm not intimately connected and I want to have this experience? And I realized I was attached to an outcome. Like I wasn't Mm -hmm. fully surrendered. And now that I'm here in this space, stepping into motherhood, (laughs) there's been so much surrender already (laughs) in the few months that I've been pregnant. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like this isn't linear. What if my cervical orgasm happens in labor? I don't know. And so I just want to thank you because, um, yeah, it's just, there's always this piece of like, how do I, how do I put it into words? Like there's like a softening that happens. Like you create a very safe and welcoming and like, I don't have all the answers, but it's very clear that you're an authority in the space. Like you've done the work, like you've been at this for a long time. So I don't know if there's anything that you want to add to that, but I just really wanted to yeah, thank you absolutely. for that.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think you raised so many things in that um, in what you were saying. And I think one thing that's really important is holding a very large context around the around it. You know, when I came into this, and I said to you, I, you know, I told you I, I really wasn't so far. I wasn't, I was still a little stuck, you know, and, and as, and things started changing as I did the work. And I remember one, one night on New Year's Eve. And I went home early from a party because it was no good. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go be with my cervix. So I went and I had this amazing self pleasure practice with my cervix. And literally it, the fire, I remember hearing the fireworks in the background and it was midnight and my, my wand was on my cervix. And I remember saying to like making a prayer, like, may it be this year, but if it's not this year and it's not this lifetime, you know, may this experience be full of love for me and for everybody who comes into contact with this work. And and the, so the context for me was maybe in this life, maybe not, but there's so much more that's here for me than just this, this one experience of, of having this one thing because actually that's like the smallest part of it. The rest of it is this, who am I meeting myself a lot in, in, along the way, which is what I always say because when you go that deep inside of yourself, you are inevitably confronted and you said some things already like – Oh, I can't do this on my like, like. There's this thing, and it's too intimidating for me, you know. And it's like, what? What do you meet when you go to do this practice? And you're working with yourself so so closely, so that's this character building. And you said you've been having ecstatic sex, and I'm like so happy for you because you know that's that's all wrapped up in part of it. And I bet your cervix is playing a role in your ecstatic lovemaking, you know. So and you don't so you don't know when this thing is going to occur and and the hardest part of this interesting paradigm is here's this thing that is so delicious like this carrot dangling out here like if you just do these things like, <laughs> you know and it's like how how do we how do we have this desire for it and then not have this attachment to it and you know I think that this is one of the conversations that is is pretty much always there and it's it's like the thing that is really interesting is that we never stop wanting. There's always more. And so rather than being it, the, 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 the art of it and the skill of it, which makes it this deeply spiritual practice, is being so loyal to the moment, yeah. so deeply true to what is here with the most reverence and the most appreciation, like being full of abundance in your mindset about what you are feeling, because the part of us that feels wounded or the part of us that needs reassurance or the part of us that that wants to be helped um, will look for what is not there and say, oh, I can't do it, There's not, I don't feel anything, you know, I'm giving up and then, and then people give up. And and I just want to say, no, don't give up. Like, never give up on your body. Like, there's always something that you're if you look back, there are changes that happen. But because we're with ourselves all the time, it can be hard to notice the changes. I remember I'd been doing this work for two, two years, maybe. And I remember I had been, I don't think I'd been with anybody much in that two-year period, but then I remember I had this lovely lovership. And I, I remember the person that I was with, the guy I was with. He was he was inside me at that time, and he was like, "Oh, there's a lot going on down there." It's <laughs> what he said. He was like, "There's a lot going down on down there, going on down there," and I was like, "Oh," <laughs> and I feel like there was this like a little pulsing starting, you know? And I was like, "Oh, cool! Like it's starting to wake up." And mm-hmm. it was just, it's just little things that you start to notice that are different, and you know. So I'm always mm-hmm. like holding context around it where there's not like a success or a fail you know it's not like a by this time limited better have happened or i'm done it's like this is a journey of a lifetime this is a journey of the self as much as it is a journey of the cervix and it is and it is actually like part of our human awakening to be in contact with this place in our body that is so deep
1: to see what emerges and that's it Oh my gosh. I had like full body chills. Most of that, (laughs) most of that, but especially right. Like the loyalty to the moment. And I feel like it's such a mirror for life, right? Like we're just modeled, like you want it now and you need it now. And what's the quick fix. And you're so right. Like whenever I've done it that way, I'm deeply unfulfilled. Like, it's like, Oh, I don't feel any different. And a lot of times I feel worse. And right. This is about the experience of being alive. And just even that excitement of like, Ooh, something's happening. Right. And it like gives you that little glimmer of hope. Like something is alive in me. Like I feel different. What's next. And then it's more like that excitement and that propels you, right. It's like the joy and the wonder and the awe of like being a human and getting to practice and play. And I feel like you do, you bring like a, You do, you bring like a childlike innocence to it of like, let's just play together and see what happens.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really important to have this curious, like, because, you know, we are channeling essence, essentially, this place inside of us that's, you know, that is, we're remembering. It's like this place inside of us that is full of awe and full of wonder. And it could be deeply serious, (laughs)
1: Yeah. To be honest. Oh, yeah. I've been there,
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so, we have to also bring play to it. We have to bring, you know, we have to bring our humor to it. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of, it's funny when you think about it. Like, we are these divine beings and we've forgotten. And mm-hmm. now we're like, how do i do this and we're kind of getting up inside of ourselves and like figuring you know how do we do this how do we expand back into the oneness and we remember you know and uh, you know it's it's fun being a human (laughs) it's hard being a human and it's all a thing but you know. know what i love about the cervix is that i i do think it's this medicine for the current reality of like a lot of fast moving, fast paced, like move it, like give me the result now, you know, get the toy, put it on my clit, like whatever it is, get me off. Like this is a medicine, but it's also what makes it hard to stick with because we're not used to having to do things that require patience anymore. It's like, just hurry up. I don't have time. I've got a kid for children, just give me the five steps. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, 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 and so like that's part of my um, my work is to figure out how to make this interesting for people. And so I ended up creating like, you know, really working a lot with the audio experience so that it does take people into a, an intri- like an immersive journey on the inside. That's interesting to listen to not just a meditation, for example. So
1: that was part of that, um, the reason for that. I'm glad you brought that up. And I think you just did a post about it, about your, your journeys. I don't know. I call them journeys because Holy cow. (laughs) Um, I've listened to a lot of meditate. Like I've literally had, I've gone to retreat. I've had plenty of experiences in person, online, I have never experienced anything, especially in Rapture. I had so much fun with those off.
0: It's like getting better and better. And that's how I feel. It's just like (laughs) expanding.
1: They're getting better and better. And I love, like, and you can feel your creative expression in it too. Like, even the ecstatic, like, I think you bring like DJs on and like just Mm. to integrate and to like bring in the play and to drop us back into our bodies. Like, if we get into our minds and, you know, it is like, this is wisdom and it requires those journeys, those experiences, because if not, we're just going to be in our head and we're going to want to learn, right. And we're just going to want to keep, it's beautiful to listen. And I I do want to talk about that too. So, well, first I want to ask you, because, you know, I actually am a former engineer (laughs) now turned, now turned, I don't even know what to call myself. I, I call myself a student and teacher of life, but really like grounded, practical, embodied, teachings around what it means to be a human and and grounding in like that spirituality is reality, which is why I love your work. But how do those, so you're in Bali right now, we're 12 hours time difference, halfway across the world. And I know that you spent some time in Egypt. I know you travel a bit, but how do these, how do these teachings emerge for you, especially when you do create the journeys, the teachings? I know you spend a lot of time with yourself traveling. So can you maybe talk about your process and how, because I think it also goes back to, right, it's not linear. Like, I know you've also expressed like it's been excruciatingly painful at times, like as this work has emerged for you and in, in your life experience. So I think it's important to share that piece as well. So wherever you want to go there.
0: Yeah, Uh, this is an interesting, I've actually, I haven't, I I reflect on this all the time, but I've never articulated it. Um, and it's also something that I, I I feel I hesitate in sharing because it can sound a bit weird and a bit strange. (laughs) We love, we love weird here. (laughs) Okay. 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 Cool. Um, there was a certain point, um, in 2020, and I'd just been experiencing the most ecstatic uh, cervically, cervical orgasmic partnered uh, union with a beloved, and then that relationship had to end because there was a significant age difference between us. And I'm not sure if that opened something, but it was after that that I, the experience was that I opened a channel and that I am feeling, I feel like I am guided. And I I don't know, for example, when I start a program, I don't know what is going to happen in that program until the week that I'm teaching it. And so it can, it can cause some disorder <laughs> amongst the people that I work with and also for the people that follow me because I'm like, oh, we're doing, here's the plan. I literally put out a plan at the beginning of the year with a whole like syllabus, this is what we're doing none of the plan has eventuated. And that and that for me is like almost, that's almost like a, I feel like a, I, that's hard for me because I'm a person of my word and, and, not, and not doing what I say I'm going to do, it really feels like I let myself, I, like I let people down. But it's also that I don't necessarily have a choice I taught, for example, a couple of classes earlier this year, and I was all anticipating leading into self-partnership. And as I taught, it just did not come through that way, came through with something else. And I was literally, it was a Sunday after I taught a class and I was on the phone to one of my t- people who helps me with my website. And I was like, please, you've got to take down the, the product page now because that's not what I'm selling. I'm not, we're not, we're not leading into that. We're, we're leading into something completely different. And I don't know what it is. And it was like it was very confusing, um, and so so there's that overall piece where I feel like I am guided to, to what is next, what is next, what is next, and I sometimes I don't know. Sometimes it's really clear, and then in terms of the actual processes and the practices, I mean, again, I I feel like there's this it's this beautiful spirit that I'm connected into with self service Like I, I I relate to self service as a as an entity, as a as a as some wisdom that I happen to have like some access point to. And, um, and so what I do often is I create something like I'll do a, I'll create the writing and then I will do it myself and I'll see if it still sits true. And I'm, I, I just hear what I'm supposed to do next. I just hear like, know this, 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 It just comes through like thought, I suppose, but it it feels like inspiration. And last year was really a strange year uh, after maybe this time last year that the channel actually stopped and I had no access. And it was a very strange feeling of like, oh, you know, and I I was like, what have I done wrong? (laughs) you know if I have I I've let the down the spirit of the work I haven't like I was like what has happened where has it gone and um I think I was just tired and I needed a break so I took a rest and now I'm kicking back off again and I'm studying and the channel's back open and and um so yeah the process is very organic and um and yeah the method that especially rapture really is rapture is really the 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 sort of i suppose you could say the signature of the work because it's truly unique like you 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 can't really i've it's come through my body so you can't learn it anywhere else whereas the release journey it's dearmoring, armoring and the particular way i teach it i don't know where you might be able to do that somewhere else uh, but de-armoring itself you can do in other places but but this piece in particular around the the energetics of the work and the and how it's moving and flowing through uh, the what I perceive to be the feminine way is um, is unique to self cervix and the mm-hmm. cervix itself, and um, yeah. So that mm-hmm. is some explanation of how it how it happens, and I feel like so honored and so blessed. You know, I, I think at the same time I don't have children of my own and I feel like this feels like a birthing for me and it is it is essentially my my beloved creation. Like it is, you know, it's something that I feel very soulfully, soulfully connected to and at one with and that I'm in relationship with and that I'm in dialogue with and that I'll be walking down the street or driving on my scooter and I'm receiving information and you know and sometimes You know, I have to write things down, you know, so it's, it's a very symbiotic relationship that I have with my work that it feels sometimes like it
1: is a real thing. (laughs) Um, It is a real thing. I believe it.
0: (laughs) 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 But it, it, you know, it's, 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 I, it's, you can imagine why sometimes I, I feel like I, I don't speak about it so much like this. Yeah because not everybody c- can hear it or understand it and kind of yeah. goes against what I'm trying to be or who I'm trying to be in the world, which is accessible and yeah. grounded down to earth. And this sort of seems like the opposite. Yeah. Um, and, and part of my journey in the last like six months to one year is really just actually owning it and realizing yeah. that maybe, maybe I'm, maybe it's not going to be accessible for everyone and that's okay. You know, like I'm just yeah. going to own it. This is the truth.
1: For me, yeah, and I I feel that that's where you're deeply inspiring for me because there's so much that I can relate to. Like, totally different body of work, but very similar, right? Like, mine was through the body, but not as deep as the, the cervical work, which is why I went to you as a teacher. And I I always othered myself, like, oh yeah, I like I just was like, oh wow, it's beautiful that these people have this access, but like, Meh, I didn't sign up for that, and I just put myself in this box, and then all of a sudden. Literally, it just started to happen and it is, there's a bit of confusion and disorientation and, and why I love what you're teaching, at least for me to reflect back to you is like, you're showing people what it means to be human, humble and grounded, but also like anyone has access if they so choose it. And what a gift that you're showing people the way of like, you get to have your own unique access that then gets to be the medicine for the world, and so I love that you know, like I you I look up to you. You know, it's all it's like I'm a few steps behind you, like a couple of years behind you, and like my awakening journey and just like my service work. And to hear that you still struggle with, like oh, I don't want to share this, like I don't want to be deemed weird, or like I don't want people to think I'm unreachable because you have these experiences. But it is deeply inspiring because I feel like ultimately that's what people want. People want like. I believe that the way is truly the way that you are leading your work. Like you're inspired, you receive, you share it, you wait, you rest. <laughs> it's like all the things that were not taught. And so it can still be confusing of like, where did this go? Like what? I'm supposed to just stop for however long and not know how, how long I'm supposed to stop for. So yeah, I'm just really glad. I, I appreciate you kind of going there when you don't, you know, generally articulate it. But I think it's important for people to hear like, there's no pedestal here. Like we are yeah. all just humans, like t- doing oh. our best. And yet I can say, holy cow, I've had enough experiences now to know, like, this is real <laughs> and, oh, and, yeah. and, you know, the same for you, right. The same for you. So thank you for sharing it and for playing with me and just kind of opening up about yeah. that, because I do think it's important for people to hear, like it's a both and
0: yeah and I'm so glad that you said that like it, everybody gets to have their access you know like everybody get you know i don't there's no i'm not i don't i don't feel i so agree with you on the pedestaling thing you know and i i just think i i would hate that to be the way because you can i could only fall and disappoint you know and, and it and it's like the humanity and it is so important like i i say in the work that half human half divine you know it's like 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 even the, even the sort of archetypes I refer to, I, I'm really clear that it has to have some humanity in, in it. You know, it can't just be only spirit. It's like mm-hmm. we're, we're both and this is yeah. what we're playing, you know? And so, yeah, this, this whole year has been very humbling and I have really felt my humanity <laughs> coming through and you know, just having to go with the flow and accept, you know, it's not, it's not smooth sailing. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're in business and you're doing your work and like, you have to give yourself a wide space. It's again, it's about context. You know, it's like, I I give myself a wide space. Like sometimes I'm on, sometimes I'm not, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but this is a journey of my life. You know, it's not just, it's not just a, oh, you know, how many people are doing the work? How many people are doing this program? Like, it's not about that. It's like, what is the bigger, what is the bigger context that I hold this whole thing in? And it's, we're all contributing right now to a really interesting change on the planet. Like we're shepherding it through, midw- midwifing it through, you know. And it's like it's such a great time to be alive. I think it's a it's a tricky time because we're in between worlds. But it's it's like wow, we're we're really at this. We're really at the beginnings. we the we're the beginnings of something, you know. Mm-hmm there's going to be a critical mass tip point at some point, I'm sure of it. (laughs) Or it's like, I sometimes like it's like the lighter we go also the darker we go, you know, as I'm I'm also clear about that, like there's there's polarity. So, you know, we're pulling some, the more people that can pull through the light, you know, that there's going to also going to be a lot of distortions. So we've got to build our capacity to hold. And so part of this, as we build our capacity to hold orgasmic currents, love in the body, then we build our capacity to be with really, really difficult, challenging life stuff, mm. which isn't really going to come up. So I see that when I said earlier, like I was working on trauma and now I'm working on the other end. I'm working on the other end because it's like I want to calibrate us and our nervous systems to be able to really kind of get so good at holding a full container of love because when something comes along and it hurts, we have to be able to walk through it in our power, with our power, you know. And we have to. This is how we are going to be able to be of service to others, is mm-hmm. to strengthen our capacity to hold. And so, rather than like I was working with, with the trauma piece, and now it's like, well, what if we look at the other way? What if we look at it from like pleasure and love? So that's the cervix heart work as a as a as a way of strengthening. So we don't sabotage, uh, you know, when, when, when good things are coming, you know, we don't sabotage our, 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 our wealth, our abundance. We don't sabotage our relating experiences. We don't, you know, (sighs) yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. So was cervix fart? was that what was birthed when you were going to relaunch self-partnership and you shifted? yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. so um, mm-hmm. I haven't signed up for that one yet because obviously I got a lot of transition going on moving with yeah. a beautiful being on the way but I I did tune into I think you taught a couple master classes and mm-hmm. I it was so resonant what you shared and and I love that you're bringing this piece in, right? Because it's like, if we're not in our hearts, then what's the point? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And it's so cool. Like I've really discovered the next piece of the energetics. It's yeah. like much the heart is, is working with the energetics yeah. to enhance.
1: Yeah. And, and like I said, like. You know, I think that you really are paving this new way of even growing because I even wrote down and I normally don't ask these questions, but it's funny, like a lot of the questions I wrote down, you're already touching on. Don't you love how that goes? But just like growing a company organically, like having team and doing it your way and being deeply inspired and you know, it's like, but you have the evidence, like I'm sure it's messy and I'm sure it's confusing because you're doing it in a way that we're not again, taught and modeled. Like you have to have a plan and you gotta, you know, have your, you know, monthly, quarterly. And yeah, it's like all of those things. It's the same way for me. It just doesn't feel right. And yeah. I'm in the middle of, I had two group programs that I was launching and literally this spirit baby is like, no, stop, uh-huh. like. I've spent the last couple of months getting the landing pages, like getting everything ready and it's just not time. And I know that it will come and like, but the resistance and like the, ugh, because of like how much energy went into it and just like my attachment to what I thought it should be and just trusting, I don't know why, you know, but, I, but how
0: did you feel when you, how did you feel when you were like. No, it's not time. How did you feel when you put
1: it down? I felt relieved. Yeah. Yeah. I felt relieved. Yeah. I'm exhaling. Like I felt relieved and it was just like the old part of me that was like, oh, I need to be prepared. I need to have things in order. I need to have like this amount of flow coming into my business and, And it's not right. It doesn't feel right. And so now I feel like the next evolution of my work is coming through. And, and again, who knows, like I could literally change my, like after this experience of having my baby at home and having this empowered birth, like my, the trajectory of my work could drastically change. And I feel that there's going to be a part of that, um, And so much of, even though like, I've like kind of floated around in in everything with your work, but like one of the biggest pieces that I've taken away that I've used in my teaching, like I've always felt this too, is like the surrender and the natural like ricochet of energy. Mm -hmm. Like it's all about softening. It's all about Mm -hmm. just like, and that, that one teaching alone, Olivia, like Rocked my world and changed my life. Like I have yeah. never forgotten that because it's so much easier. Like it's like natural. It just makes sense to me. So I love that you ground in the science, though. Like I love the foundation. i I feel like the mind needs that. Like, I feel like the human mind needs to know, like, where is this coming from. But really, it doesn't matter. Once I'm in your work, I, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. It's like, Oh, I feel this. This feels right. This feels Mm -hmm. aligned. So I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that.
0: Um, well, yeah, I think that the piece for that, for me, that makes sense is that we've got to be in our full humanness like we're here to be here. So be here. And then when you're really here, then you get to, then you get to You know, then you get to open up to more. It's like it's through the embodied experience. And, And, you know, that piece for me came because I noticed that when I was doing other modalities and I was trying to pull my energy up the spine and I was lifting the jade egg and I was just feeling like, I just wasn't feeling it wasn't feeling right. And I, I don't know how to articulate it, but I just it didn't work for me in my body. And so I, um, I actually can't remember how that piece dropped in. To be honest, I can't remember. <laughs> um, but I do remember this, this, this real Philip, um, the principle or the philosophy around it makes just so much sense to me that we've got to be we've got to be in our naturalness. Like it is so, it is actually so much about being able to be here. And that's why the trauma piece was so important as well, because with all the trauma, it's like, no wonder we can't really be here. And my birth, I had a traumatic birth, a very, very traumatic birth. Mm And, um, and so I think that I was out of my body from, from, from word go really, really out of my body. And so for me to find this descending piece was a big deal. And, and, and then I realized I'm not alone in the need for that. And, and so many of us, whether it, whether you're, it might not be for trauma reasons that you're not in your body. It could just be because let's face it. We're just always in, I'm always in my head, We're always on the computer. You know, knowledge is, is preference is, is we learn, we learn through our heads where everything is up here, neck up, a lot of neck upness in, in our world. And so either it seemed like there was a lot of this pulling up of the energy and you know, at some point we trained body workers and one of the main things that we discovered with up with the body work and that I've also heard many body workers share is that one of the biggest issues is the tension that we hold in the body and we hold vaginally and you know and that that it's the and it made that also made so much sense to me because if you think about a muscle, if it's already pulled up in tension, how are we going to find the lovely pulsation and the contraction if it's already held tense? There's nowhere for it to pulse to. So it made sense to me that this muscle needs to be lengthened and released. and mm-hmm. We need to learn how to like actually relax through it. And then from that relaxation place, your vagina knows what to do. It's a very strong muscle. And there are re- reasons why you might want to use a jade egg, but my practice doesn't involve that it involves the learning how to actually go down and root down in the uh, into the into the ground uh,
1: yeah oh, yeah and i just remember like you even teaching about the cervix and like i remember telling my my husband like i learned something new okay the reason why like i can't just dive straight into sex is because my cervix is lower and you start poking it and then it hurts and then I'm uncomfortable. And I learned like when you've softened and when you're surrendered and when you're turned on and when everything is just like, ah, and you're truly dropped into your body, like the cervix just gently knows what to do and like creates the space for insertion and for the experience. And I love that I can go to him and be like, I got the science, babe. This is why, yeah. right? Because so many times like men don't understand like the experience of what, like, right. It's like, like, he's just like, do we always have to light the candles? I'm like, not always, <laughs> <the hell?" laughs> especially, as, especially as I'm, he's like, okay. You know, but it's like, it took that for me.
0: Oh my God, your husband sounded
1: amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, they are whistling. like so candles. Oh my gosh. He's like, so he knows why. Right. He knows why. Yeah. And he's so, it's like, we're so playful where I can go to him be like, all right, babe. All right. You're going to touch my cervix. I mean, so I had him do it before I did it for myself. Like, I don't know why I telling you, like I needed support. I'm like, okay, what do you feel? And I, and it was helpful. Like I was, it was just amazing to ask him questions and to like, have it be this intimate experience, but it was like playful. And then it ended in, and then it turned into something intimate, right. Yeah. Just of like having that deep connection. So, um,
0: I guess, um, speak to that
1: because I think that's really important because yeah. I think you
0: knew this, but essentially your husband was doing some body work on you, but it was such a, a co-creative uh, experience where you were engaged in the process you know, like you, it sounds to me like you were like, oh, what does it feel like? You know, you know, there's this kind of going back and forth. And then that actually, then your partner becomes an assistant to your process rather than like your partner having to know what to do. It's like, there's this inner sense between both of you and there's a communication between both of you that is a really, really beautiful way of practicing and exploring the cervix. And so what I find really helpful if when I'm with a lover is, you know, to have them, you know, I'm pretty good at feeling now when my cervix is and what it feels like, but sometimes it's really sexy to have a partner tell me when they're on my cervix, just so that, you know, because there's a lot of energy moving through my body. It's just so good to have that focal point and to just be like, Oh, now I can be with that. And I can be with the rest of the experience through the body. But now I've got this like anchor that's what the epicenter of it. And that's sexy.
1: Yeah. Well, what's funny is like, I'm blushing because I remember I was like, are you on it? And he's like, I don't know. Am I? And we were just like little kids. I was was like, all right. Olivia says it feels like a donut. And he's like, all right, I think I got it. And then, and then it was just that same thing. Like, okay, try here try here. And I mean, I'm super grateful because I've always just felt so safe. And, you know, it's brought us together that I can communicate and that I can, you know, and like, and then it would be like, we would do that. And then it would stop. And then it would be like, okay, right. Like it wasn't like all the time where, you know, it was just like, Hey, every once in a while, can we just explore this? This is important to me. And I would just explain why and how it was ultimately only going to, expand our life together and our intimacy together. And it was only going to benefit him as well. And he was like, all right, I'm in, you know, um, but what's what I want to share. And then we'll, we'll drop into, I know we're coming up to the end of our time together. I feel like we could talk for hours. Um, so that actually dropped in, I was doing a Yoni steam and I was like, in a very meditative experience on my own, just like with myself. And I, started journaling. And that was what emerged. I was in the middle of doing one of your programs. And it was just like, I literally spirit called it sex school, like go to sex school with your husband, like just play because there was this part of me that kept resisting it with myself. Right. It was like, Oh, I, I I like leveraged you as a support tool to help get me started. Like I, I didn't want to touch my cervix, but I was like, okay, husband, can you help me? Can you help me get there? And it gave me the courage to start to explore more on my own. And then it was like, I was waiting my whole life for this.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. it's so beautiful. I'm so glad. And you're right. Sometimes it does just take an assistant, some, somebody to, to just like, yeah. I mean, did you ever inquire and get curious about what your resistance was? Like, did you ever sort of feel into what was there for you? Was it just fear of the unknown or like,
1: yeah, it's directly connected to my fear of my own power. Like it's been a constant theme of like, oh, what am I going to open up? kind of like what you were expressing with like what what we're able to hold and and um, there's been a lot of hurt in previous incarnations of of yeah. being in my power. you know for for many of us that identify as women, I've just felt like when I'm in my power, I get shut down and it hurts. and mm-hmm. and so like going that deep within myself, it just felt like, okay, this is mm-hmm. we're really going in. Um, and I'm and I'm okay with the fact that like I'm still working through that and it's okay. And I may still be working through that in this lifetime, but I'm aware of it and I'm yeah. still committed to like there's that part of me inside that does want more though. Kind of like with you, it's like, I know I'm I, I know this is what I want. Like I know I want to go deep. I know that I want to feel as much as yeah, possible. But-
0: there it's just it's just a matter of time and it's just a matter of like you know who knows when but it's there for you because otherwise you wouldn't be here on this path it's like yeah this desire is what called me forward as well and so you know and so it's a blessing that you have this beautiful person that you can explore with and you know the the feeling of being afraid of your power like that still is there for me and I think this is part of the this is part of the journey really for us now this is what we're doing that, like I said, we're, we're in this transition time globally, collectively moving into a whole new way. And so this is part of it. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Yes. We can do a part two in about a year after I've had this baby and I'm going to be like, I'm no longer afraid of my own power. I know, <laughs> I know, but you'll be like,
0: I don't know, I don't have time to stimulate my cervix right now.
1: <laughs> just like no, that. Ex- it's
0: are great because you're, when you have give birth, you're going to be like cervix. Like, I so know, fun. I
1: really feel like it's going to blast me wide open in the most powerful of ways. Um, okay, I have one more quick question that I'm dying to ask. And then I would love for you to share just the ways that our community can get in touch with you online and any upcoming offerings that you have. I also want to share that I love, I really believe that the price points are accessible as well. So I just want to thank you for that. You know, like it just feels, you can just feel like they're stretchy in a lot of ways for people, but accessible. And I just love that, you know, you create, like I just keep hearing accessibility, relatability for you, which I love. But in terms of taboo conversations, in terms of do you get people that judge you on social media? Do you get people that write you and are questioning your work or are you mostly getting people who understand it? Have you ever been afraid of kind of going the taboo path or or like debunking science or kind of just sharing, yeah. hey, here's truth? Has, has that ever been an issue for you?
0: Oh, hell yeah.
1: I'm still on that. Like I'm still figuring that
0: one out. I still don't think that I'm being you know, being, um, honest enough. I don't think I'm being brave enough. Um, and I just know that the time will come when I will be, but, um, uh, it's been a slow, a slow opening up for me. Um, even just now talking about where the work is now with the energetic stuff and talking about frequency, it's like so beyond what I ever imagined that I would be talking about seven years ago. Um, and that has been really, really hard. And I did have somebody write and say, <laughs> it was sort of like um, putting me in the same basket as conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so, um, and when I've written other things, you know, because I'm very passionate about making a distinction between classical tantra and neo tantra um that is triggering for people. There are triggers, but generally people are pretty amazing, pretty on board. I think I get the feeling actually that people are going, no, 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 you need to be louder, say more. Like I get the feeling that yeah, I am holding back and maybe I get the feeling I should shouldn't be. But but yeah, I don't I'm very I don't really want to have to deal with that, to be honest. Like I try to stay protected in my energy and like, like I'm a very sensitive human. I'm very sensitive. And, you know, I can tend to take things too personally. And that's part of my learning right now and how, you know, as I expand my capacity to hold energy stimulation, like I've watched my, my company grow, the people come to it grow because the more people that you have, you know, if, you know, you might be thinking, "Oh, yeah, I want to have this many people following my work," um, but then you have to be able to handle the pushback that comes. I will say, most people are pretty amazing, but I don't. Who knows? It, yeah. I'm sure if I, the more I continue, the more that that will
1: change. And yeah, I'm I'm getting much stronger at dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for your integrity and honesty there, because and transparency because when you're a, a movement maker, there's going to be people who don't understand it, who are afraid of it, yeah. <laughs> who question it and who have their belief systems, you know? And so I just thank you again. Like it's, it's deeply inspiring of like, you know, cause you know, it's like thousands of people who follow you, who have taken your work, you know, it's like you get the one email that you're a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. and it's like, you got to sit with that density, and you got to sit with like all of that. What that brings up, and yeah, and so I do want to talk about because you have something that is a little bit more accessible. I think you said it's an eighty-eight dollar yeah. price point that you have coming up um, after this yeah. episode yeah. launches. So please share. Yeah.
0: So we are uh, we. There's a lot of free stuff that you can find on selfcervix.com. And then mid-August, I think we're launching um, a sequence. So it's a um, five-day sequence that I'm offering for cervical awakening, basically ways into the cervix. Really, it's going to be sort of entry-level helping you get going. So whether you continue to go into the work, you'll have some tools and some access and some information to start your own journey just like I did. And then, um, and then we launch into the, the full range of the programs. So like you were sharing before that start with, you know, a sort of a slow and gentle entry into the work and then releasing and, and creating a lot of sensation and space in the body and then the energetics. So that's the longer program. So that's what's coming up coming from August. So, but if you're not uh, able to join, you can, we've got a free guide on our site called the, the art of cervical awakening. Um,
1: as well as other free masterclasses that you can tune into. So there's heaps there. There's choice. I promise you, even before I started the programs, the amount of information and support, even the guide, like the guide was even supportive of just learning different things and just getting curious. So again, you are you are creating accessibility because you're giving people a lot of different options and you are on Instagram as well at self-service, correct?
0: Yes, yes, yes. And we have lots of fun. I love getting questions in there so you can ask me anything and I'll respond yeah,
1: yeah. I think one Instance. of the last posts was and it's funny as I'm continuing to you know make appointments for for baby coming along the way I've been thinking about like again ha- having choice and empowering conversations and I think one of the last posts was about when you're getting a checkup right like how to have that conversation with a practitioner and and to mm-hmm. like really be yeah, in that you empowered got- space oh yeah have fun with that Really?
0: You can be like, oh, I take this, you know, what are the, you get your ultrasounds. You can be like, I want to insert the wand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like there is so much choice. We just get to ask. And I think that's what you're really teaching us. So thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. I know that um, this was scheduled for, I think, think a few months now and 12 yeah. hour time difference and we made it happen. And it was such a beautiful dynamic conversation. I'm so grateful for your service work, your light, for you just taking the risk and going first. I know it's not always easy. And, um, yeah. Any final words before we jump off?
0: No no, no final words. I just love this conversation too. You've got beautiful energy and um, I really love hearing your experience of the work and, and yeah, thank you so much for uh, wanting to
1: share it and really just for the cervix's sake. Um, and yeah, good luck with your birth. Oh, I'll definitely be keeping you posted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a lot to know how your cervix goes.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And please reach out to Olivia and myself just to share what's opened up for you just on Instagram, email, just, you know, share this with a loved one if it you know, inspired you or maybe shocked you a little bit or got kind of got you a little bit curious. And we'll see you next week for another episode. Much love, everyone. Thank you for your presence and tuning in today. I believe in the power of reciprocity. So if you found value from this episode, I invite you to share the love. There are endless ways to do so, including leaving a rating and written review on Apple, forwarding the episode link to a loved one, reaching out to me on social media to say hi at Lindsay Martin Ellis or sending me a love note via email at lindsay at com. I so appreciate you and your support. It's truly what keeps me going. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Lindsay Martin Ellis experience. Much love.